Leicester were like the train that wouldn't stop, and so it just broke yeah. the player's spirits. Never too much, never too much, never too much. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. The journey this podcast is taking and descending back to review Tottenham seasons gone by is one we are absolutely loving. Stumbling over so many wonderful memories, as well as some very low moments, which we can at least laugh about now. Sim, Ricky and Peter are limbered up again to attack the bittersweet 2015-16 season, which really did, in our biased opinion, see Leicester City steal our thunder as the Premier League's unlikely conquerors. And yes, before any possible goon listeners remind us, we did not forget that you leapt over us into second place on the final day. The 2015 summer transfer window was an emphatic success as we added Kevin Vimmer, Kieran Trippier, Toby Adavarild and soon Son Hun Ming into our ranks. All players who played a massive part in the season. But topping the lot as a perhaps unforeseen revelation was one returning loanee. Who am I talking about, Sim? We're pretty sure you're talking about there. You're talking about Deli Ali, aren't you? Yeah. What's, what's what's your thoughts on how he fared? Yeah. Well, he he came in the January of of 2015, didn't he? And we we loaned him back to Milton Keynes. He continued his his exploits there, but no one expected him to to break into the first team. And you know, yeah. I, I mean, the first game we we started at Old Trafford, didn't we? And we we lost that game one nil and. Like Bentela gave away a goal, and you know, the, the, we probably weren't feeling as positive about that season. But Ali came on in that game, I think he'd nutmegged Modric in pre season. Yeah, we were on holiday in Crete, yeah. We? Someone no, had, yeah, yeah, we were on holiday, and, and a Spurs fan in our hotel had told us, uh, me and Pete, that Deli Ali had, had nutmegged Modric in a pre season friend. I remember just, that, yeah, and, and he was going wild yeah. about it. And we were like, oh, yeah, he's, he's probably a good young player, but. Just the, the the impact he made was incredible. He hit the ground running. Yeah, definitely. He really did. Yeah, he really did. Summer signings were good, but many of the bail money, uh, Gareth Bale money guys left. Paulinho, Etienne Capu, Vlad Kirikes, Soldado, Stombuli, Aaron Lennon, Andros Townsend, Kabul, Adibayor, finally released off the wage bill. Ricky, what was your thoughts? A lot of those players who had fallen out with Poch, um, they all went, didn't they? And uh, you know, the previous season, Poch had got rid of those bad eggs and brought through the youngsters, Kane and so on. And so he, he, he cleared the decks and the signings were brilliant. You know, the list of players you've just read out, probably the best group of signings we made under Poch. Delhi hit the ground running. I remember quite quickly getting quite excited about uh, about the team this season. Yeah, I, I agree. He scored that header against Leicester, didn't he? In yeah. far post. Yeah. And and that was it was funny how that game we didn't realise at the time how pivotal that game would be one one at Leicester in August it had real unforeseeable significance and mm. you know, looking at the the fact that they won the league and you know no one saw that coming did they if we if we can sort of change our structure of this today if we can sort of look look at the league last I think because that that's sort of the best the best story I think of that season FA Cup was pretty turgid affair I don't know if you're going to remember what happened in the FA Cup we went out to Palace. We were at home. Yeah, we they reached the yeah. final, didn't they, that season? It was pretty dark, actually. Remember, we beat, we drew Leicester at home in the first round. Uh, in, drew, in, then in the replay, beat them 2-0 away, beat Colchester 4-1 away. And then we felt, I think I think we all felt we were on a bit of a roll there when we had Palace at home. But then to lose there was a bit of a sickener, really. The worst one was the League Cup as well. We, we drew Arsenal and we lost 2-1 at home to Arsenal. So, 
early doors we hadn't really we wasn't really smashing it in the cups mm. and also that year we were in the Europa League who remembers that Dortmund kind of pulled us apart in in the round of 16 didn't they Aubameyang was they had, a, they had that front three of Aubameyang Royce and Mkhitaryan and I, I don't know how much we wanted to be in the Europa League that season really but we were we were doing quite well in the league so maybe yeah. we, I mean I think at that point we were just so over the Europa League anyway yeah. yeah, I think so. And also, we don't, we done okay in the group thing. You know, we see, you know, I don't think we lost in the group. No, we didn't lose in the group. Drew Monaco away and beat them at home. We quite often rested players for the Europa League, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And we beat I mean, Fiorentina in the round of thirty-two. I, I, I remember being done over at some kebab house in um, the Tottenham High Road for the Arsenal two. You mentioned the Arsenal two-one home defeat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we sort of waited for this, and this guy steamed up behind us. Jumped the queue and got a table with all his mates, and we were just, I was left to eat my kebab on the street, you know. And plus, you know, like losing the game at home to Arsenal as well. Just, just throw that in. I, mean, I, think you took, I thought you took what you wanted to what you wanted to eat, didn't you? And the, um... Yeah, he took the last bit of food. <laughs> last well. bit of Donna or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's in a bit of a theme with Peter and his, and his food in this podcast, don't you? The, talk about the pulled pork wrap at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that. <laughs> Peter, Peter, you're going to have to drop in a food reference every every season, and you being the oldest, your memory's going to have to be good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not really 40 stone, by the way. <laughs> um, so, so, obviously, we'll sort of gloss over those uh, dark days, but in, in the league, this was the year that Leicester won the league, and I think... I mean, what, what does everyone feel about... Was this our chance? Ricky, what's your thoughts? No. I never, I never felt like annoyed that we didn't win the league I never felt like we bottled it because we would never I, I never felt like we were particularly close to Leicester at any point I know there was you can go back to that West Ham game where we would have gone above Leicester yeah, but yeah. I think the running the running we were always way behind them we were always playing catch up and they just kept winning they had so much luck in that running they just kept winning and winning 1-0 every time they would win a game and, and, and with some sort of scrappy header at the end or something and you think well I kept thinking their luck has to run out. They won't do that. At some point, their luck yeah. has to run out. And it never did. It never did. And, no. and I know that there was a sort of... The, I mean, the, the media are always trying to make the narrative a bit more interesting, aren't they? So they talked a lot about how Spurs had bottled it. But uh, they, they, I just don't think we did. I don't think we were ever really... We ended up... Uh, they ended up winning the league by 10 points, didn't they? And yeah, because they broke yeah, they, spirit. But do, you, do you, but do you remember that they always seemed to be playing uh, before us? We had uh, we had Europa League games. They always seemed to be playing before yeah. us. There was never a chance where we could sort of get... We were always about six points behind them. Who sort of remembers that? Yeah. They, they only played 40 games all season. Yeah. No, no and I, and I yeah. remember that happened to Arsenal. You know the season where Man United won the league and we played... Man United on the last day of the season, and so we had to lose to United to prevent Arsenal from winning the league. Yes. I remember that season. Arsenal always played after Man United every single weekend. It was such an advantage for Man United because they just, you know, United would win and just put all the pressure on Arsenal. I think Sky had, exactly a, lot, Sky had a lot to do with that because we 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 always played on the Monday night, didn't we? And and Leicester would play on the Sunday. It's just it seemed like everyone wanted them to win to win the yeah. league. There was one game where they they slipped up against West Ham, didn't they? And Vardy got sent off, and we thought, oh, this this could be it. This and then we went and we destroyed Stoke on the Monday night. Kane got a couple, and yeah. they got a couple, and that yeah. was and that was the highest we were when we started to believe. But what happened after yeah. that was that they won comprehensively without Vardy the week after, 
And then we had that disastrous game against West Brom at home, the Monday yeah, night yeah, game yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where, where Ali punched Jakob and got banned for the rest of the season. And yeah. and after that, after drawing that game, it was pretty much all over, wasn't it? Yeah, you mentioned the West Ham game as well, where we went to. Was the last game at Upton Park? Was it? Or was that the yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Antonio, yeah. who loved scoring against us, scored the goal. And I think that, at that I thought it was the last opportunity to actually catch them was in the yeah, West Ham yeah. away game. And yeah, I, I just thought the whole world wanted less, including Tom Hanks, who had a 500 yeah. bet on them. Uh, the whole world wanted Leicester to win because they thought it was a great story, you know, which yeah. Yeah. And I remember the, the thing about um, the thing about us always playing after them, when it happened to Arsenal in that season with Man United, the media made a really big deal of it and everyone, you know, people, people accepted back then that it, that it was a factor Whereas when it happened to us with Leicester, people, like you said, people were just so the new the neutral fan was just so keen for for Leicester to win. It just it it was it wasn't really mentioned. Yeah, enough. I agree. Leicester, I think, only used they hardly had any injuries. That, as I say, they yeah. only made thirty eight games. They knocked out of both cup competitions first round. I mean, they hardly changed their team, did they? Yeah, they were really lucky the because they had. If you look at the fixture list, they had all the difficult games bunched in the middle. They had a really nice run in and they had a really nice start to the season. And quite often in recent seasons, I think the same thing, a very similar thing happened with the fixture list for Chelsea when they won the league. And it's it's happened quite a lot. Uh, if you look at teams that have won the league over recent seasons, that the fixture list has, has, has panned out like that for them, where they've had the difficult games in the middle. And so if you have an easy run in at the start of the season, relatively easy, it enables you to gain momentum and then yeah. when you, when when you get to that middle difficult period, your momentum carries you through that difficult period, and then you've got an easy running. Really good point. Yeah, it was just a perfect storm, wasn't it for them? Wasn't mm. it? Yeah. yeah. And Peter, what what's your sort of memories of you know the the game after that West Brom, the Battle of the Bridge? I, I sort of look back on that with fondness because we sort of yeah. not not because I really felt we just sort of stood up to them and battered them. To, you know, really got quite angry and aggressive with him. I sort of quite enjoy, enjoyed it in hindsight. What's, what was your thoughts, Peter? Fondness? Are you sure? <laughs> Come on. Well, well, a little bit, because I, I just felt they... they in, I'm with you, Ian. We've been a bit, we're a bit whimpering in the past. We're whimpering oh. at Stamford Bridge. We always seem to lose there, but I just felt we really, you know, oh, stuck it up a little bit. Was it one extreme to the other, though, would you say? No, I was just bitterly disappointed. I've not been back to the bridge since. I mean, to be honest... No, 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 no. I was disappointed. I was disappointed, but in hindsight, I'm saying I that we stood up to them a little bit. Yeah. I, I love that you know, game. Are you saying that it's like... I, I get what you're saying, but I think maybe it was the, from the Spursy extreme of the week and the, the can't go away from home and can't handle those kind of atmospheres, and we just... We went too much from one extreme to the other, don't you think, Peter? No, I think we lost our heads. Let me tell you, it was like walking into, just even walking up to the stadium, it was like walking into a, this cauldron of hate. And the way they celebrated the 2-2 draw was as if they'd won the title. It was just totally pathetic. I've got deep disgust. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, it's just, I, I think I, I, we met Clive Allen and Paul Allen in the concourse before the game. They'd just gone to the game as fans, which was really good. But then at half-time, I think we were... Two 0 up, or yeah, who were two 0 up at half time? Son and Kane had scored. Yeah, but I could see what was unfolding, and I phoned Sim because uh, he was at home at half time. I said, "Look, if we we can win this, if we just keep our heads." But I could see that we were losing our heads. You know, we just got dragged into a brawl instead of playing our football. But the way they celebrated, it was, it was an academic result in the end because we'd already thrown it away against West Brom. 
Chelsea hadn't been playing well going into that game. And yeah. Hazard Hazard had sort of down tools. They massively, particularly Hazard, raised their game for that yeah. game because that you know they would they just thought we we're not gonna let Spurs win the league. We yeah. want Leicester to win the league. Yeah. And I I agree with Ian. I I'm really I have really fond memories of that game. I love that game, and I love the way Dyer got stuck in. I love. The, I don't. I don't think we yeah. lost our heads. I think our players said to themselves, particularly Dyer, said said to themselves, "Okay, we we're gutted. We're not going to win the league. We can't win the league. We are not going to let Chelsea walk all over us in this game." And they got stuck in, and I loved it. That's the type of thing Tottenham teams, soft Tottenham teams of the past, didn't do. And that's the type of thing that the real tough, the real winning teams like the Alex Ferguson Man United team, even Arsenal under Wenger, that's what they would have done. Yeah, the old days. Yeah, I agree. I I, I just, I mean, I mean, I was gutted at the time, and I agree with one extreme to the other sin. But I sort of look back on it and think, well, yeah, you're not messing with us, and you possibly it was that watershed moment. We didn't lose the game; we just lost the two goal lead. It felt like a defeat again, but, but the, yeah. the, the fact is that we threw away a two-goal lead and the way to hurt Chelsea would have been to have won that game. Yeah, I agree. We we hadn't, we lost the league possibly the week before against yeah. West Brom. But then, as Sim says, we were never really close to them. No. Never close no. to them. Yeah, they, no. They broke our spirit, you know, basically, Leicester did. Because they just won every game 1-0. <laughs> every yeah. Yeah. And it broke up. In the end, we just we had our flip-flops on for the last game of the season, yeah. didn't we? Oh my yeah. god, don't even talk about yeah. that last game of the season. I mean, we probably should, but. Before we go to that last game, can I just talk about a game which on Valentine's Day that year when we beat Man City away 2 1? I don't know, what, what's you got your guys' memories of that sim? What's, do you remember that? Uh, it was probably the first game where we believed that we were in the title race, wasn't it? We, we went away to Man City. I think they were just about. They were just about still in that title. They were, they were maybe even the favourites, because I think. I've always had, I've always been of the belief that Arsenal should have won the league that season. I think it was, that was the beginning and the end for Wenger when he didn't win it that year. Because I mean, they obviously they came second, but I think they were the best prepared, considering Man City yeah. were, were not particularly good in that season. I think Arsenal were the ones who who really threw that away. But on City, they were still because of the players they had, albeit underperforming, to go away to them and you know really announce ourselves as as a real top top end Premier League team and. You know, Ian, you, I've heard Casper talk really fondly about that game. It was one of one of maybe his first memories. Yeah, it was really good, actually, because he was quite young. And I remember it was, a, it was a Sunday afternoon and we all sat down to watch the game together as a family, actually. And, we, you know, we scored the winner fairly late on. But it was just the scenes in our house jumping up and down. And also, I think it's quite significant because I remember the way Poch celebrated with the fans. And it was a little bit... Well, we've come away to a top top six team, and you know we've done. You know we've played well in this game, and we've won this game. You know we're we're here. You know I just felt that he sort of announced announced Poch and the team a little bit. I don't know what you guys felt. Typical Valentine's Day for you, Ian. Huh? Really? Well, always yeah, <laughs> romance and love. You know, and funny enough, it was Christian Harris's birthday as well. You know, as 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 he was my favourite player. Well, it used to be till he sort of down tools. <laughs> yeah, think about this season. And also the the season where Chelsea won the league that, that we discussed yesterday, just to be taught. I mean, I know we weren't really in the the title race. Uh, we you know we weren't really close, but but just to be talked about in the title race, just to be just to, just to have that little hope. I mean, certainly in this fifteen sixteen season, even though I never actually thought we were going to win the league, there was, there was part of me that thought you know we could Leicester could drop points and we could do it. The opportunity to to hope and dream, it, you know, it hasn't happened to us as Spurs fans very often. And in my, in, you know, I think maybe it won't happen again for a while. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, and if we can sort of move on now to the last day of the season, which was a real massive, massive low point for me. I, I could not get over this for a real, real long time. Newcastle. We lost five one, and Arsenal went above yeah. us. But what, what's your Peter? What's what's your memory of that? Were you as angry as I was? I was. I, was, I think the only person maybe perhaps more angry than me was Potts. Literally had their flip flops on. I don't. What what disappointed me? It didn't seem. I felt the players hadn't really bought into how the supporters felt about Arsenal finishing above us. Yeah. The fact that you yeah. had down, down tools in a game like that. You know. Mm. You, a bitterly disappointed. Unlike Ricky, I got seduced by the idea that we might win the title after the Man City game. But it, Spurs, you know what they do? They break your heart, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gutted about this because it gave Arsenal fans the opportunity to gloat about their exactly. St. Totteringham's day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we'd have, we've, we've had this great season where yeah. we were in, we had a chance of winning the league. They, they'd sort of quietly gone on a bit of a run towards the end when it didn't matter that's how they just clawed above us and I don't know, because, one, by one point I think was it one point okay yeah one point I mean their fans had a field day gloating about yeah. St Totteringham's Day didn't they well it was a capitulation yeah, I agree. It, as, as that season ended because the, the, we, didn't, we didn't win any of the last four and something switched off after that West Brom game and you know mm. we, we were able to kind of relight it a little bit in the, the Chelsea one but just, it was it was such a disappointing end of the season yeah we were the only ones who really seriously gave Leicester a run for the money in the meat of the season. And then we kind yeah, of yes. tapered off at the end. But did is they it, down tools it... or did they just, our players, did they, were they just done? Leicester were like the train that wouldn't stop. And so it just broke yeah. the players' spirits. Yeah, I agree. But you, it's really interesting if you look at the league table, like Man City finished on 66 points and you, Leicester won it with 81 points. You know, Man City yeah. were fourth. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it was Klopp's first season as well, and he wasn't even 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 in the top five, six, top five or six. I think eighth, didn't they? Yeah. Well, we beat Man City whole man away, didn't we? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Overall, the the end was very disappointing to the season, but it it was a roller coaster season as Spurs. I, th- I think this might be a regular spot as Peter's food spot might be a regular spot <laughs> as we go here. I think I might do another Ian Holloway analogy, if that's OK, guys. So I, I, I'm sort of thinking that I've been to a nightclub. Uh, I've had an OK night. Then suddenly at 1am, I suddenly uh, meet Kylie Minogue. <laughs> but then suddenly, you know, I'm planning on, on sort of going going home with her. Then suddenly I lose her in the queue walking out. I think that's how it feels to me that this season was. <laughs> so much promise and then suddenly <laughs> taken away. I- I love your Holloway analogy. I think we have to. Might, we might have to invite Mr. Holloway on see if he could uh, see if he dig some, uh, give us some good analogies. You've not, yeah. heard, you've not heard him do a bit of Luther Vandross, have you? Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. <laughs> <laughs> good old West Country boy. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, guys, thanks for uh, joining again. Keep safe, guys. Thank you, Ricky. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Sim. Cheers. We also have to mention Deli Ali's goal against Palace very quickly as well. What a goal that was. Oh, yes. Just outline it. We don't have to go into detail on it. Just what a goal that was. Yeah, yeah that really, yeah. really was a goal. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. That's a really key point. Goal of the season. That was a brilliant goal. But yeah, I think it was goal of the season. So next time, um, tomorrow night, guys, we'll be doing 2014, 2015. So I might need to... Uh, obviously, I'm really old and my memory's gone, so I might need to get my... Uh, 
my book of facts out for that one. But thanks again for tonight, and keep safe. We'll speak to you tomorrow night, guys. Cheers, and thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers, Ricky. Look forward to the boys. Take care. Cheers, guys.